listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 So, RJ, the story out of the NFL draft this past weekend is the quarterbacks that were selected. No surprise at one and two, but Trey Lance followed by Justin Fields and Mac Jones round out the first round of the draft this past weekend in Cleveland. Yeah, and to me, as we said, it made a ton of sense that the Bears had an uptick in their win total. Let McKenzie, do you have the exact numbers um, based on, you know, I know where it was, but what the current market is on the Bears uptick? Yes, their current over-under is seven and a half, slightly juiced to the over. Okay, and the original number? Seven prior to this weekend. Okay, so to me that feels about right. And again, it doesn't matter how good you think he is. If he's a first-rounder and the Bears didn't really have a chance to have an above-average quarterback, it was almost zero, that's an upgrade. So now the question is, any of the other teams... Could that be the case? So let's see. Obviously, San Fran was didn't have a zero at quarterback or you know well below average. Jimmy G had his problems, but still decent. Um, and when he's on the field, he's you know probably better than that. You look at the Patriots. You might think about the Pats and say, "Wow, this is a team that um, you know with Cam Newton, at least the way he looked last year, it was almost a zero and above average would have been hard." Now the question is, what's Mac Jones do? So, Mackenzie, we didn't really see a big uptick with the Patriots, did we? No, they're they're nine. But what's interesting is before the draft, they went up from nine to about nine and a quarter. So maybe the market was anticipating that they would get a starting-level quarterback. So what you're saying is now, there when there was a lot of rumors about them trading up with Carolina, that there was an uptick, and then when it happened, it was built into the number. Exactly. So you could make the case it was about a quarter-game uptick then. Yeah. Okay. Uh if that's the case, I still think you got to give them a little more juice because the fact they didn't have to trade up, which could have been this year, and then they got a second, and, you know, and I think PFF was gave them an A plus, and that's a, only a handful of teams. Patriots were one of them. So personally, it feels like they undervalued the Pats and how much they improved themselves. Now, one of the things we're going to be talking about starting next week. We're going to grade the teams based on everything that's happened since the Super Bowl. So we'll look at retirements, trades, uh, obviously free agency, and the draft and say how have the teams been affected, you know, pluses, minuses, up arrow, down arrow. Jonas, if you look at the Pats, and we knew they had a lot of money to spend, but the aggression that they applied that money with – uh, like, like they felt like we're going to win and then to get Mac Jones without having to trade up. I mean, it feels like to me, you'd have to put the Pats on the top five or so of the most improved teams. What do you think? Yeah, I would agree. I don't know how you add the players that they added and you get worse. And I don't think they were that bad of a team last year to begin with. I still think their defense was pretty good. And that was a pretty good defense with all those opt outs. Um, Cam Newton, there were what, three, four games he threw for under 100 yards. <laughs> And, and we've talked about it on this show. You get a couple of things to go your way during the course of that season, and that and, and I believe there were seven and nine. That looks more like a nine and seven team than it does a, a, a sub five hundred team. Just mm. several opportunities during last year. So I I think they're going to be better. I think Cam's going to be better. I just the Mac Jones fit is interesting to me because. It's the complete opposite style quarterback from Cam Newton, and I don't know what to make of that, whether or not Belichick is purely looking into the future 
or if this really is just a one-off scenario for Cam Newton and then you move on and just hope that you know he makes enough plays with his legs um, and, and they can keep people guessing because it's, it's not the prototypical backup quarterback for a mobile guy. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm going to address the Falcons as we talked about in the headlines real simply. They've been an upgrade, and a lot of people are befuddled by it. I mean, is a tight end really that good? Okay, here's the key. By taking pits, it was Falcons telling us in one pick, we're not rebuilding. Because if they were rebuilding, now we knew that in a way because of the way they restructured Matt Ryan's contract, that it was really onerous. It was really tough for the Falcons to then cut him this year or next year. Like the dead cap money next year is crazy. It's like $60 million. Is that right, McKenzie? 45 th- next year, 60 this year. Okay, I thought it was flipped actually. Okay, you sure on that? Um, either way, it's Matt. I mean, think about it. As both of those numbers dwarf what Wentz, you know, that cost. And and now the Eagles, in theory, are pretty much out of it this year because of that salary cap jail they're in. The Falcons would be in that any of the next two years if Matt Ryan's not there. So, But they could have taken a quarterback, and it would have been okay, Matt Ryan's on the bench. But by taking pits, it's like, okay, we're in this thing to win it. And I've talked to some sharp people. I don't like this because I think the Falcons have so many salary cap problems anyway that Julio Jones' trade is about that, really. And if they trade him and it just it's kind of pits for Jones, Pitts might be better at this stage because of his youth, but it isn't that much of an upgrade. And thus, but some sharps I know that like Matt Ryan to win the MVP. And I mean, he's at like I think 75 to 1 in spots. Wow. No, I actually am gonna have an MVP bet this week on Wednesday when Fez is here, I think, because I like one. It's 40 to 1. I'm not gonna give it away, but you know, look ahead to Wednesday. Um but that, to me, is why the Falcons upgraded, because it was, again, a, a declarative statement. We are not going to be rebuilding. Now, Texans downgrade, it's not really about the draft. It's more about the, just by drafting a quarterback. Um, it wasn't a poor draft. It was. It's kind of a sign of the pessimism about Watson for this year. And it's also some batters get, don't get engaged, some of them, until the draft. And they kind of said, oh, look, that number doesn't look bad. And they bet under on Houston. What was the uh, opener, or not the opener, but what was it a couple days ago, and what do we got now, McKenzie? It was four and a half wins a couple days ago, down to four wins for the Houston Texans. Out of 17 (laughs) games. All right, and then finally, and this is the one I'm not even going to try to talk about because I'm so befuddled, I'm going to think on it some more. The Raiders downgraded. Now think about this for a second. The Raiders are, I think, the most logical team for Aaron Rodgers. And we're going to talk about the odds of that and if he's going, where he's going. Now, the odds say they're the second best team. Denver's the first. But the fact that they're even in the competition means, hey, they get Aaron Rodgers. It's a huge upgrade. And the fact they went down, why? Because they picked Leatherwood? I mean, I get no one liked that pick, but the pick they got second was a pick that was a first-round grade. So you flip it, it doesn't really matter. They got one first round, one second round. But I think the perception has really swung on Gruden to the negative, and they just got bet against. And to me, one of the biggest down moves, Jonas, when literally they have the second-best chance according to the odds, and I think they're the most logical team to land Aaron Rodgers if he is traded, which is about 50% chance right now he gets traded based on the odds. What do you think? Should the Raiders be downgraded? 
Um, I think that they're downgraded because again, and, and this just goes back to our what? Where do you have current players ranked before the draft? If they're if they're taken before they're expected to be taken, all of a sudden that's viewed as a bad pick. And the Leatherwood pick has been viewed by majority of people as a bad pick, even though there are some other others in the NFL that also had a first-round grade on him. Um, yeah, true. I mean, I, in the mocks I saw, about 10 of them there, uh, that I went through with detail, there was two Leatherwoods in the, in the um, first round. Yeah, and, and I just I, – I think that the problem with, with the Raiders is that I, I wonder how serious they take Gruden. I wonder how serious people take Gruden because you hear a lot of the, the boisterous stuff, the TV personality, so on and so forth, but it hasn't really come together. A Mayock um, mentioned it this weekend. He knew they were going to get criticism for the Leatherwood pick uh, when they made the pick, and, and I wonder how many people are looking at that going, there's been rumblings that those guys maybe don't see eye to eye. Is this Gruden yeah. getting in, in Mayock's ear and telling him, hey, I, I would like to go this direction well, with this pick? My understanding is Gruden has the power. It's his choice, every choice. Yeah, I, I just and, and especially with a guy like Mayock, who has forgotten more about the draft than so many people know because he did it for so long. When, he, when, he, when they're taking edge rushers out of Buffalo, I think they're the most fascinating team. As far as draft class goes, I'm going to watch this entire draft class the entire season and, and follow along with it. Because when you're taking an edge rusher out of Buffalo that nobody expected you were going to take, nobody can explain the move. Either it's a bad pick or Mike Mayock knows something that somebody doesn't know and they got a guy who's going to be a stud in the league. And that's that's yeah. the part that's going to be fun to watch. But the consensus right now, definitely a downgrade on the Raiders. But anyone that goes against the consensus in the draft, I appreciate because they have a chance to hit, hit a home run. If you go with the consensus, you're yeah. only going to be a little bit better at best than what everyone else thought because yeah. everyone else liked them too. So Seattle had some drafts like that. No one liked what they did, and they built the Super Bowl champions with it. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. These are the current odds. Where will Aaron Rodgers play in 2021, this upcoming season? Green Bay Packers are the favorite, but they're barely over even money, minus 125. Denver Broncos next, plus 200. The Raiders next, 5-1. to one. Why I think the Raiders make a ton of sense is if they trade Green Bay with um, Denver, what are they getting back? Locke? I mean, he's already, we know he's not going to be good, or at least 99% it seems. So now they're forced to have the comeuppance, the judgment day Green Bay would on Jordan Love. And since they made the pick, which at this point would have driven the MVP out of town, you better believe if he has a bad year, there's going to be heads rolling in Green Bay. So they would love to get, let's say, Derek Carr, I would think, because then it could defer at least a year, the whole Jordan Love thing, give him another year to get ready, and quite frankly, give him another year with a job. Because if he's bad after next, you know, after his third year, then okay, you might lose your job, but you had another year. So to me, I don't see how they make 
the trade with Denver because then it's Jordan Love judgment time. And I don't think you want your job on the line for that. Let's look at the Green Bay side of this. Aaron Rodgers is worth between seven and nine points against the spread against Jordan Love versus Jordan Love. Now, if you look at that over the course of a season, that is between three and a half and four and a half wins lost. So you do the math, you look at last year, you look at point differential, and this is a team that is probably in the nine and eight range without Aaron Rodgers and a team that's supposed to be one of the leaders in the entire NFL with Aaron Rodgers. So this is the perfect example because Jordan Love right now is a slightly below average backup. He wasn't even the backup last year for a reason. So if he is the quarterback for Green Bay, it's a classic example of one of the best quarterbacks. If you lose him for nothing, how, what does it do to your team? And the answer is, and this is math, this is Vegas, is four to four and a half wins. You know, you want to be optimistic for love, you can say three and a half. So let's say an average of four wins lost by Green Bay. Does that feel right what the, a great quarterback is worth in the NFL? I I would say yeah, uh, if not more, because I think he's a, he's in that top two to three tier w- with maybe only Mahomes. That I, I think it's even m- maybe more of a significant loss to yeah. where. Well, I, ten I, is the most that's ever been. Mahomes uh, at various points has been worth ten because the backups there at least initially weren't thought to be good. That they, they played a little better, and then Aaron Rodgers in his prime prime when he broke his collarbone was about ten. So, like, calling him nine is as much as it's ever been. Wow. Right there, right there on the cusp. Just, and just think about what that actually entails. That's a 13-4 a, a and four team that, go, that turns into 4-13. and 13. That's crazy to think about, just with, with one player. Oh, uh, but, I'm sorry, but it was 10 points per game. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I thought you were saying, okay, I thought you were saying wins. I mean, yeah. if, if they're a 13-4 and four team without Aaron Rodgers in that roster, I, I don't like know. They're like 9-8 and eight is, is I, what the numbers are saying. So yeah, that feels I, I high would, to you. Yeah, well, no, I, I, I would say it's worse than that. Yeah, but what I, you're saying is if the over-under was 9 out of 17 games, you'd say you would go under Green yeah, Bay without Aaron Rodgers. 100% under, absolutely. Okay, well, if so, then Green Bay's making a big mistake and you know i think colin brought this up or maybe it was john middlecoff uh who former scout in the nfl but what he said was interesting is he said there's no owner in green bay and thus a guy like um craft that would go in and say hey listen bill the belichick we know that you know you did this you did that but but brady's made it so because the owners make so much money as an organization yeah. does well over an extended period of time billions potentially and it's like they'll step in and say hey this five million this 10 million don't really matter compared to the billions and that's why as one of, i can't recall who said it is they were talking about andrew luck and how when he left they actually let him keep his signing bonus even yeah. though he owed some of it back and the theory was they were hoping to bring him back in the future. Maybe that was it. But maybe it was saying, you made us billions. Here's your extra money. And, you know, it's it's a lot of money, but it's not compared to billions or at least a billion, let's say. In, in, uh, and it, we're talking about appreciation of the asset itself, which is the NFL team. So we'll see. But, boy, since Green Bay doesn't have that owner, there's no one there to kind of talk sense. You've got, like, the GM, the GM who's looking at it more as – business where the owner's looking at the big picture of the business. And, and I also heard that Julian Edelman got some money from the Patriots as sort of a thank you on his way out as well, too. 
Well, you sure it wasn't like gift cards or like the steak, <laughs> steak and shake? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.